This episode is brought to you by the feature film Wall of Flesh, a vintage comedy. A faded musician and lovable curmudgeon must reassemble his motley band of misfits in order to provide for the spermatozoan that got away. Streaming now on Amazon. Do you remember when um, the episode of the Brady Bunch, when they were recording that music video and then like the red light came on and who was it like Peter or somebody? Rose. Rose. Oh, I no, I have not thought about that episode since i mean since the reruns when i was a kid oh neither have i but i when i saw the recording i i remembered that immediately i don't know it came to mind i thought it was uh interesting um how he would fare in in the modern day yeah that it's funny how things stay in your mind oh god yeah 20 years later that i I would never have thought of that until you brought it up every time i'm locked in a jail cell i know to like string belts together to get the keys but i have used belts for other things thanks to the brady bunch yeah they 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 pretty much could solve you know they were little criminals little recidivists they were yeah it was a gang that's a gang right there what is it like technically right yeah there's another half alice is like half a person but yeah yeah well she's you know she's she keeps she she launders the money hey oh hey oh Okay, well, she, you know, I mean, she got free room and board. She's right next to the kitchen. Who doesn't want to, like, have your bedroom right next to the kitchen, right? Yeah, she can sneak out in her in her Hanes bras, like there's yeah. ones from the 60s that were yeah. started here and went to the midsection. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was dating the butcher, man. Like, he knows all about me. Oh, it was there all about his meat. Yeah, there it is. Meat joke. Meat <laughs> was joke. it Bob? I mean, come on. I don't remember. Sam, wasn't it Sam? Sam, Sam okay. You win, you win the Brady Bunch trivia. Yeah, now that's random. I don't know why I know that either. I mean, just, you know, it's there. It's I wish I did this well in my SATs. You know, I would have, I would have well, done something with my life. If they ask questions about general TV tri- uh, trivia yeah. uh, for maybe a bar exam, I think I'd make a hell of a look. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if you were trying to get in college now, they're opening it up without taking the SAT or ACT. Well, you could just take the bar now that I learned. You could just take it. Oh, really? Just you could just it. sign up, I guess. And, you know, obviously you have to be. You just take you know, it just for the hell of it. <laughs> I was thinking about, I should just, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with comedy, but uh, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to become a comedy lawyer where I'm like, yeah, he killed her and dismembered her, but, you know, come on people or something. I don't know. <laughs> something where I could take the skills of improv and, yeah. and get murderers off but make lots of money. Now you would say, Brian, why don't you work for the public defender? Cause I'm looking to make money. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All the, you know, the, Los Angeles County is uh, kicking out all the prisoners all over the country now are just saying, yeah. Yeah. But they're not letting the murderers out. They're letting well, out like, why, tax you, fraud. You know, why you pursue that fantasy. I think I will pursue going into the NBA. We'll see. Okay. Okay. I I think. Well, you you probably have a greater chance of getting <laughs> into the NBA. Oh my God, that's good to know. I feel good that, about that. Oh, I couldn't be a lawyer. They all they would have to do was Google my name, and I'd lose every case. It would just right. be. It would be over. Exactly. Yeah. But so we should officially begin. This is another episode coming at you of unnecessary talk. I don't remember what it is, but our guest today is a Kello Stone. Is that unnecessary? Oh, this is beyond yeah. unnecessary. The numbers below this will show you how unnecessary this it is. This is the time for unnecessariness, right? Yeah, I'm picking it up. Um, <laughs> so thank you for your time. I love the Adidas tracksuit. Uh, I, it, you know, you, 
Wear those glasses. You you basically had the yeah, same well, outfit I was wearing last time. I'll be honest with you. You know, you know how you have like costumey things that like you buy for one thing. Yeah. Right. So I, look, I still got the tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can't. I can't say the same. But I went to an '80s party, and of course, I wanted to rock the '80s look. So yes. This is like my rendition. Yes. 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 Right I, it's the same glasses I wore last time. Well, yeah, I know they're a little differently shaped, but I call these the heavy D glasses because I've been eating a lot. I eat a lot in the winter, you know. To yeah, it's winter time. Uh, part of my inherited trait, but um, I actually bought this jacket on eBay. Do you really? A brand new, real. This is real. This is not Urban Outfitter eighty dollar retro reproduction. This is the. This real is legit. Thing. Wow! So I got to find opportunities to wear like at least twice a year. I like it. I've 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 become as I have um, enjoyed the benefits of a refrigerator next to my desk. As I expand, I find that track suits are uh, kind of a natural draping. I feel most comfortable. Oh God, they feel great, don't they? Like. I want I want to be in like velour from head to toe. I you know in my in my fantasy mind I was like the fourth Beastie Boy, but I wasn't. Beastie I like it. Boy. I know, and I wish I had. If if I had known, I would have worn the same thing, so we could have matched. Oh, uh, I know. I, yeah, 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 I just I need to come up with something though. If I get any fatter, I'm gonna have to have my tracksuits made by Omar the Tent Maker. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Look, a, I know a place where you can get material in the in the Santee Alley. Really? Now, so that thing is. I got to tell you, I'm I'm all about, and I've um I used to rock Adidas quite a bit yeah. because I'm an old man. So I remember when Adidas was sure you know when it was at its apex, and uh, now that it's kind of come back, I've I've found a love again for the polyester as I drape myself in. Now this was like you know uh, this was my uh, cheap substitute for. Um, I wanted to I, I wanted to do be a steampunker for like a <laughs> week. <laughs> I like and this. This was my steampunk. You you know, you kind of look like those despicable me people. Like what are those things called? I, I minions. 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 Right, those minion. are kind of like minion glasses. Yeah. I like it's I either like a minion or I'm in the um community theater production of pitch black. <laughs> And I played. Okay, we started on that. Now, <sighs> you also reminds me of a little bit of Christopher Lloyd and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Remember, well, you he got lots of references today, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Oh wait, what about the guy in Hellboy that like floats around in the tank? Yeah, there you go. What's I don't remember his name. Isn't that yeah. um, Niles from Cheers? Yeah, that's Niles from Cheers. I think played played him. Did. You can always tell, like, what era you've grown up in because sometimes I say, oh, I just said shit. Can I say that on air? Oh, yeah. You can. Yeah. Uh, I told um, Jason Bornstein the, the aristocrat joke. I don't know if you've – do you know that one where it's just a dirty joke? You just make the dirtiest joke up. So no, I said – I don't so, know that. Yeah. So the whole point of the aristocrat joke is to ruin it is that you, you start a joke and you just tell the dirtiest joke you could possibly come up with and at the end you just say – we're the aristocrats. There's a, there's a setup, but basically we right. spend five minutes saying things uh, on film that I'm sure. So you have you just you just have like dirty jokes in your arsenal. Is that is that what it is? No, I just that's just kind of uh, kind of a little f famous joke in the comedy community. Uh, mm. Gilbert Gottfried does it. You know, it's mm. a moment. Okay. It's, okay. uh, it's just being as filthy as possible for no reason. And it really, it's just watching the other person, the people react, 
as you just come up with, you know, the mom is blowing the sun and the sun's blowing the yeah. dog. Like you just, it's just stupid. And then you oh, just, okay. but yeah, it sounds, it could be highly entertaining if it's done well. Yes. I didn't do it well on the episode because <laughs> I was like half explaining the joke and telling it. And, and, uh, yeah. comedy is not really a skill of mine. I love the, I love the comedy enthusiasts. It's like, don't you know the greats? And, you know, and I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm not an enthusiast about pretty much anything really. Well, one might say you're a, a, a master of none. I'm, well, look at that segue. Yeah, I would say that. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to call out the segue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, out. I called it, it out was, the segue. It, it was perfectly segued. Which I kind of like to point out the segue. Yeah, that's right. Like, there are no rules here. Let's start over again. Let's just start over again. <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah, I, I called it out on purpose because I thought it was entertaining. Um, yeah, I'm a master of none, and and a lot of times people don't like to hear that when someone admits that because there's a stigma attached to that. I don't think that there is. I think that it's, you know, it's MacGyverish, if you will. You know, it's like a, it's sure, a mental yes. MacGyver. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was about to sing the LA Law theme. Yeah, whatever the theme is, where he's to, cutting it. It's kind of close, right? Horns. Oh, Some, yeah, yeah. Typical '80s, you know. Mon- oh, opening montage of explosions. Yeah, montage. I love a montage. A montage. Um, yeah, uh, especially when, regardless of how many bullets were fired at a person, they'd never get hit. That yeah. was the trick. And the no, eighteen. And the eighteen. No one actually ever got. Eighties TV. <laughs> that was. Oh, I. I, I kind of miss it when you could, I miss the days. Now, as you know, I, uh, I'm a filth comic because it's easy and I'm not smart, but uh, I really miss the, the old days where it wasn't so direct. The sexuality were I don't a, miss a little it artist I love it. And, and creativity, yeah. you know, when, when BB King's uh, singing about how he loves how his baby, Oh, um, I have a sweet little angel and I love the way she spreads her wings. You know, it, it was at a time as it now is just like pop that pussy, you know, <laughs> which is hidden in the message. Yeah. Yeah. Hit I hear you. It's a little art. It's a little bit more uh, artful that way when you hide the messages. Well, then you can, bef- you obviously BB King's not going to be talking about ratchet hose, but uh, he has the ability to perform to a larger audience, right? Yes. So obviously, the dirtier yeah. your comedy, the yeah. less people, you know. Did you, did you happen to wet, uh, catch the uh, astronomy club? No, I don't know what that is. That is a, a sketch show. It's an African-American sketch, all African-American um, improv actors on the sketch show. And you must, must see it. Uh, I think the episodes are only like 20 minutes, but you must see it because it really, they, they did a bit where um, they recreated these like 80s R&B groups. And then, you know, what they, they had to revise what they said. Um, Oh, that's funny because yeah. they, right, they have to update it or change. Every time it. someone's putting it out there, someone is you know forcing them to reel it in. So it's once it's out there, it's like out there forever, you know. So when I mentioned Master of None, and we were doing a segue, and then you called out the segue, but yeah. then we didn't segue because you called out the segue. So we're going to segue again on how oh, you're I'm Master so of sorry. None. Yeah. No, no. no. Uh, I feel crushed now that I fucked up. No, no, no. Up, whoa, 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 hold on. This is unnecessary talk. <laughs> unnecessary. Tens of people are listening. This is actually is not necessary. 
All I do is I open up different browsers. I just click on my own video so that I at least have seven. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I love yeah. it. It's but you, uh, well, for, I also wanted to start off uh, 10 minutes in or whatever to say happy birthday. Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, am I allowed to give out the, the information? Absolutely. Yeah. So you, you just turned uh, uh, 50 this week. Right? Five. Oh. And uh, that's amazing. So happy birthday to you. Thank you. And uh, obviously, everything that's going on with the quarantine, I'm sure it's a little, you know, you don't get to go out and party for the. I don't think your 50th. It kind of you know, happened the way you had planned it when you were maybe 40. Oh, my God. It certainly oh, did. I had this whole thing, uh, Brian. I, I was I scheduled uh, my first skydive. And I was going to skydive and um, I was going to do, you know, this IG live thing, not for a party. But um, and then I was not, I, I just. I, I went back and forth of whether I wanted to do anything. And, you know, throwing a party is a lot of work. I was like, well, you know, I'm sure somebody's planning a party for me this year. So I'm just like, I'm not going to hold, I'm going to hold off. On it. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I'm sure that's what they were doing. And they were probably so crushed that they couldn't have the party that they didn't tell me about it. So it kind of, you know, pretty much got brushed over. I mean, you get the calls and all that, but. I did actually end up going to Bevmo and waiting in my car for 45 minutes to get um, some breakfast stout. And I ended up drinking <laughs> six breakfast stouts. Oh, so yeah. It was still a party. Yeah, it was a party of one, right? It was a party of one. It was 8.3 ABV, you know? Oh. Our roommate was here and there it was. There it was. That, been, that is great. When things return to normal, if it does... I will buy you the largest breakfast beer you ever saw in your life. All right. Let's put that on the calendar in August. <laughs> <laughs> August of 2022. Right? I will yeah. tell you, Oma, there's no expiration. Everything, every birthday that has happened during this time, there's a, <laughs> you call it a grandfather clause or something, but it's still, yeah, it's on hold. It's not, it's, yeah. So everyone is not, it's on hold. I, I agree. So the, and yeah. for, for your 50th birthday, you you were releasing your new book, which was our our segue. Oh, yeah, the book. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> God, I forget. You know, once you... All these segues are for the book. <laughs> once you do it, you just go back to like, you know, looking at Craigslist's for odd jobs, right? But... Mm. um you know, I, here's the sad thing too. Well, not the sad thing is like, I don't even have a copy of the finished book in my hand yet because of the delay. But you know, this is where like that little whining child is inside. It's like, I want to feel it. But it, I did, I actually do have, this is how obsessed I was yes. with getting the right cover. These are my drafts. Oh, wow. Well, so I, this hold is up the, the closest one. This is the first one. And this is kind of the evolution. It's slight. Just slight changes. Oh, sure. I, I did design the cover. I took my own picture as a selfie. It's called Seeking Selfdom in the Age of Selfies. So why not go all the way there? Write it, format it, create the design, do the picture. And then I'm looking into the audio book. But that is something that um, most people bucket list items involves travel. And I think that's great. But that was one of my bucket list items mm. was writing a book. I don't necessarily consider myself an author having author identity. Because if I never, if I never write another book again, I'll be completely <laughs> fine. Completely fine. Well, yeah. I, uh, 
you were kind enough to send uh, over a copy and uh, I opened it up and I, um, I started, I read the uh, intro and uh, uh, chapter one. And uh, I just got, I just opened up this morning. So I, I wanted to oh, yeah, you uh, read the whole thing. Huh? The whole no, chapter. no, no, no. Yeah. I read, uh, I read the, your intro. So I wrote actually some notes because oh, good. Um, when, when I mentioned the master of none, I might've seen the full quote before, but I, it didn't register again. And if, if I may, because originally you were considering having a subtitle of, of, uh, master of none and then because of the uh, 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 a sneeze un- i'm sorry how's <laughs> <laughs> down okay i apologize uh you changed it but the i'm used to the quote where i jack of all trades master of none but the original quote was a jack of all trades is a master of none but oftentimes better than a master of one absolutely there's the there's the real gem correct I thought that was that that was fantastic. I mean, immediately remove the stigma because we and you know, let's I mean, I'm not gonna get all academic with it, but there is a division of labor and people hone in on a career. Most people not everybody, right? But lots of people hone in on one career, one thing that they do, and they just pay people to do everything else that they need, right? Sure. But I've you know, like to do I'm a DIY guy, like in every aspect of the word. And um, like my idea is there are experts out there, but how do you bridge the gap between the experts? Like who's doing that? Because there's people that are not talking and collaborating. So I, I see, I've, I've looked at my whole life and you know my whole career trajectory and I've always been that person who can kind of you know mediate between the experts, if you will. Well, I have enjoyed it very much. And if it makes you feel better, I've read more of your book than Rich Baker's because I haven't had time. Because if you saw the Rich Baker episode, yeah. I haven't. Uh, yeah. Everybody, you know, that's the thing. Every You and Rich and everyone has worked so hard on these projects. And because of what's going on is you're, you're all affected. And uh, But thank you for sending me. And I would like to purchase a hard copy in which uh, if you would be kind enough to sign it for me. Absolutely. Uh, but I'd like to get... and. Uh, uh, I, I definitely would like to uh, support you as an artist, and I uh, and, I, and I want the paper because, uh, yeah, you know, you know, it's it's tangible. I mean, for the same reason, I make CDs now. There's no place to play them. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, something yeah. about having that, you know. And, I, and, I mean, I still have CDs in my car, but I, I would say, like, I think in terms of timing, um, I think the most, I'll just say the word disappointing. The disappointing thing about the timing is that I intentionally wanted to have hard copies to, I wanted card, I wanted people to have hard copies. I wanted to be out and then, you know, meet with people like really have a book, like the book release on Instagram live. Although I think it was, it was fun and entertaining. It just didn't have that people interaction and it didn't have that, you know, physical, like when I went to Rich's book signing, you know, I loved it. Like there's a book reading and then there's people there and then you can ask live questions about it. Well, you can still do that. Yeah. You it can still be done, but it's, again, it's just like another delay. Right. right. Now you obviously spent a tremendous amount of time writing it because, you know, this is a, this yeah. is a serious book. This isn't some fly by night, you know, <laughs> 
It's not a short story. Short stories are the lesser form. No, it's it's not a let me let me have fifteen books on Amazon and have passive income. So where can we find it? We can find it on Amazon now. Amazon, yeah, right. So you you have it digitally now, and uh, but the jack of all trades. When I was in high school, I remember talking to my music teacher. He was the jazz teacher. He was super cool. Yeah. And he used to play trumpet for Tina Turner. Right. Oh, wow. So I got to play, you know, kind of learn with him and we were having a conversation and how that, you know, I play, was playing trombone, but I play bass and a, and a little piano. And I remember him saying to me, you know, it's better to be great at one instrument than you know, mediocre at, at, at a yeah. bunch. Right? Yeah. And, and I've, I, that really has stuck with me, obviously, to this day, but I'm not that person, unfortunately. Yes. Right? There so I is. think that goes, I just think with, I, I want to play more than one thing. I don't see why, yeah. you know, I, maybe I have some sort of ADD where I get bored, but I, I like being able to play right. multiple instruments. But yeah. obviously, if I did nothing but play yeah. trumpet in a room for eight hours a day, I'm going to be one of um, one of the top 25 trumpet players you've never heard of in the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, and the same thing with the movie is I, I want to know all the different parts, how to make a movie, how to make an album. I want to do as much as possible. Right, right. Which I think seems to be kind of a, a, a theme um, of your, that, the, the, the master of it, because I feel like a master of none, but I do a lot of things that I think I'm pretty good at. I may not be an expert, as you mentioned. Yeah. If I can learn from other people. Uh, yeah, and it's funny that you use the term mediocre because you can be yeah. really good at a lot of things. And, you yes. know, um, and, and again, mentioning that in this book, you know, the book in a, in a way, I guess, if you think about it, uh, unlike other books, this book is really, I always say first I wrote the book for me because that was the self-exploration. That was what I was dealing with was like, why didn't I... Why am I not an expert at something? You know, I'm making money. I had, you know, like my life is, is not like that. And I had to come to terms with, and again, this is like when you turn 50, right? Highly, I mean, you probably pretty much have reached a level of self-actualization in some yeah. areas, right? And so if that's it, maybe there's other people who are struggling with that. And I just wanted to let them know that it's okay. You do not have, if that's not who, what your makeup is, then you don't have to be, you know, singly focused on something. Oh, one more thing too. It always reminds me of the, the movie Mo Better Blues. I don't know if you've ever seen it. HBO movie, right? Um, uh, Spike Lee did it and Denzel Washington was the um, trumpet player. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I, right, I but what it. happened is he was the best at it, right? That's his whole life was playing the trumpet. Um, and I'm, here's a spoiler. And then, uh, because of a gambling debt of his friend, they, you know, someone took the trumpet and smacked, smashed him in the face. And just his lip was, just, his lips were oh. just destroyed. And he was not able to play like he was from that point on. And he went on a downward spiral. And I was like, I don't want to be a person who's doing something so well. And then I cannot do it or it's no longer in demand. And then what? Yeah, it's similar to the Chet Baker story, right? He got his teeth knocked out when he was playing trumpet. Right. You know, and, uh, well, Django only had, what, seven figures. Or fig, uh, uh, what do they call them? Fig, uh, fingers. That's what they're called. They're called fingers. I couldn't, I couldn't come up with the word fingers for a yeah. moment. Uh, 
Well, I'll have to, I'll have to watch that because I don't remember that mm. part of the movie. So I, I'll need to rewatch it. Cause Huge I was part of that movie, you know, now, little things stick with me. Little things stick. I think they stick subconsciously. The, the ideas that we have. I mean, I always go back to like some of the most um, widely used metaphors, like um, don't put your, all your eggs in one basket. Right. But then here you have, you know, a music teacher telling you to put all your eggs in that one basket. It is a risk. It is taking a risk, but also not put a, so there's risk on every, on, on, on both sides. Would you, uh, would you repeat that last sentence? There was a little bit of a, a technical uh, issue. I'm sorry. Sorry to put you on the spot, man. Um, no, it's all right. No, it's all right. I said, um, I was talking about the metaphor of putting, you know, all your eggs in one basket, right? Yes. And, yeah. and we're told to do that. And there's great risk with that, but there's great reward. But then on the other side of like this continuum is a person that's put eggs in all these different baskets. And of course there's risk because people don't necessarily recognize that as valuable. You know, well, I think so. Right. I mean, it goes back to what you're saying. If you can MacGyver, if you're, if you're pretty good at a bunch of things, I think in life, yes. You know, like, what are you going to do with no lips? I'm not going to play trumpet. So, exactly. you know, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. else can you do? Yeah. So you have, uh... Now, the book seems to have kind of a, an Eastern overtone. Now, this is the first, the intro in the first chapter. I'm not pretending. See, I, like I said, you're supposed to say that I read the whole thing. And oh, how you read the everything. intro and the first chapter. Like, yes. that's a lot. That's what I did. I, you know, I got your email. I sat down to have my coffee while I set up, and I, uh, I just read it this morning. Yeah. And I will continue to read it. I'm not going to be one of these guys. In fact, the next time we talk, <laughs> you can quiz me. Uh Oh, I lost my thing. Oh, so it had an Eastern thing. So I wore this for you. Now, we don't talk about uh, religion, but there seems to be a, a kind of a, a religious tone to the book. And I saw some symbols in there. Is that part of it? Now, yes, you, it is. You can always Absolutely. cut this out, by the way, you know, if it's a thing. Oh, no, like this is the thing. Um, I believe there's like religion. The re when we say religion, I don't think we really break it down um, into its component parts you know within every religion there's a belief system but there's also like a philosophical way of approaching life well, but so that's can, more eastern right a little bit more style i'm trying right, to justify wearing this caftan for the bit <laughs> <laughs> what it is but this whole conversation is just is just so that i because i wore this to make to, to be one with the earth which is funny. It's, really, it's actually really nice to look at, Brian. You know, I, I'm I like, staring at you, but I'm looking at your caftan. What's funny is I have about 10 or 15 of these, and this is the one that I just kept for me. And I actually yeah. played, I yeah. played a bass gig one time wearing it. Yeah. I got to tell you, caftans are surprisingly comfortable. They are. I get it. It's just, you know, you got a V-neck, which is good. Give you a little bit of space. And then... You know what? Maybe you know. All we need to do, we need a rapper to start wearing these. You know, but like with big diamonds and stuff, and that'll be super. There are, there are. I'll are there send really? you the link. The colors, the colors studio, like um, colors. There's a colors. You ever watch colors where they do the artist, and the artists usually have like the color of the backdrop, and it's just minimal, and they sing a song. No, I've never heard of that. Oh That's my cool. god, it's really it's really good. But I wanted to add to that, like caftan is comfortable. Um, 
I actually went to Bali for a seven-day <laughs> yoga retreat, right? This and is what I I'm talking about. Back like four sarongs. What's a sarong? And a sarong is just like this wrap. And I think I might have one right here. I'm going to talk. So the yeah, talk. I'm, make. Looking for the, I'm looking for the... I should, looking I should for the captain. Looking All right, for so here's one. Here's one right here. It's a sarong. This is like a piece of material, right? Oh, okay. Oh, yes. And yes, you yes, tie yes. that around from the waist down. And I'm just like, I could just wear this all day, you know, like I could, I could do like a hippie kilt. <laughs> it's like a hippie kilt, you know? Um, and I, I commando, I'm talking about like, right. you have the body for less fabric. You, you are the, you are the guy that they design those for and they put in the advertising and then people with my body buy them. And then girls take pictures and put me on TikTok and say, Hey boomer. Nice. You are funny. No, yeah. You're funny. <laughs> Um, but there was no, no, let, let, uh, but, but you did pose a really interesting question and I wanted to, um, write something. I wanted to have total freedom, you know, um, about the perspective. I mean, you can have total freedom to think that you cannot integrate all the different aspects of the way you approach life. So then there's, you know, um, you know, I came into Buddhism in 2001 and it, it was a fit for me. And I'm just, you know, over, over the, it's like, what, 19 years. It's been a fit for me. I found that. I, I, I uh, also try to incorporate some um, neuroscience and some sociology and some psychology and some evolutionary biology. Because a lot of times people just choose, again, part of the master of none is also being able to have all these different ways of looking at things and find a way to integrate them so that they work for you instead of saying, I have to, you know, some people will tell you, you can't believe this and this. I'm like, you're going to tell me I can't believe in multiple things, you know? So right. it's really, you know, that, that's kind of where that is it, all throughout. Um, so, and I also use like a conversational tone and then I switch to something more academic and then, you know, I reference you have a, a, a sociology background. Is I do. Correct? Yeah. I'm a sociology professor of 18 years. Yeah. You're, you're no dummy. Look at <laughs> handsome, smart. You, I was, no, I was, I, someone say I was a dummy to get like a, a sociology degree, right? <laughs> As the world ends, it's, it's almost as though they were all meaningless. Shut up, listen to the if, if anything, it would be amazing if uh, America could have a more of an Eastern mentality. They would be not so stressed all the time where, Yes. What I've learned as in com comedy is uh, I've started to no longer give a shit about, and this goes back to what you're saying, as you get older, you get more comfortable. I've just started getting comfortable uh, putting things out. I think I was raised in a home where it was very, you know, everything I do is a, is a reflection on, on the parents. Yes. Right. Which is fine. Right? Um, and you know, I, my parents had real jobs in which, you know, my, she worked for the school. So for me, you know, goofing off at school is not good because she, because she's a teacher. Yeah. yeah There's all of that. Rigid. It, it was rigid, which is why I do with the jokes that, that I, uh, that I do. Now at this point of the conversation, I would continue with the train of thought in which I started this initial conversation, but I lost it a little bit because yeah not bright what what, what did i what, what what did i just say i, oh, I didn't mean no you're not bright. No, 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 I, I got to know it's, it's true <laughs> why did i bring up the the teacher thing what, what were we saying before help me get back to it just before that i brought up the, when i was talking about like the approaching with multiple perspectives 
No. Oh, different views. What was it? Oh, I lost it. The different views on. on. Well, it'll come back. You know, I love a conversation that goes away and comes back when it's time. It'll have to. I brought up the parents because things are, oh, that I became comfortable in comedy to start saying things and putting things out. We got there. We got there. We got there. You got it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a really, really important point. I don't know how old you are. How old are you? I'm 40. (laughs) Oh, man. Let me tell you. And I'm just going to speak from experience, right? Please. Of what the last 10 years has brought between 40 and 50 is... Yeah, I, I, and this, I mean, the book is a result of that, is, is a result of coming to that full realization that I, I, anything that I communicate is something I own and I feel completely accountable for. To be, yeah, to be to independent. Put it all out there. Because I, I had a, I had a, um, I'll reference a chapter because of its relevance, but, um, or a segment, because I break the chapters up into segments because everybody likes bite-sized pieces of information, right? I, I thought 13 section, chapters. Yeah, 13 Illuminati. chapters, but there's probably like, you know, 10 segments per chapter. So if you only want to do a segment, um, but there's one called Spiritual Agnostic and Enigma. Thesaurus ain't no dinosaur, but really it was, I, I call it like, I, I, I came out about not being a monotheistic. Oh, <laughs> not yeah. a monotheistic. I don't believe in, you know, a God or gods or heaven. I do believe in the power of which a belief system can help somebody and transform them. But also, um, if that's not the way that you operate, you know, like to me, God is like a personal trainer, right? And I can go to the gym and work out lift, a lot. Bro. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We were yeah, bro, yeah. do you even lift, right? Prayer, yeah, dear. <laughs> bro, do you even pray? Yeah, like, yeah. You ever see that you ever see Jacob try to lift a cross? I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. You know, he you know, and Moses keeps forgetting about leg day. That's the other thing. <laughs> I mean, do you do you, I mean do you know the the I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna overuse the word risk. Because I don't think it's a risk. Um, do you know that, you know, like when you put something like that out, there's a, there's a possibility that there's going to be people who are doing that. But let me tell you, that well, if you uh, intentionally close your ears to an idea, then that idea has some legs, doesn't it? Oh, okay. to shut off the mind says there's something personal about it. You're not taking a moment to weigh it so Let's obviously say, if, if you believe in god and someone says there's no god you're going to have an interesting conversation well i'm just saying that to some degree i think that somebody's somebody would revise their opinion of me based upon that and they may be less willing to listen to anything i have to say because of that understood however i don't see that as a loss i see that as a win because what it does is it um exposes the idea that many people have a belief system that maybe they're not completely believe they don't completely believe and i talk about unshakable faith right but if you have unshakable faith, that should mean that you could listen to anybody with any perspective. 
and be open to it, but you already have your faith and that's fine. But when you go like this, I don't want to hear it. It's like, I don't want to see it. I don't right. want to hear it because that's going to. Richard make, Pryor, Gene Wilder. <laughs> it's going to make you rethink things and nobody wants to rethink what they thought they had, you know? Yeah, I just told the story uh, on my other podcast where I was talking about how they kicked me out of Catholic school in third grade okay. they, they brought me into the office and you know it's all like smoke it was back when like you could be a priest and smoke it right oh i got that kind of oh really yeah like that yeah yeah you know the nuns like dark with the light would come through in the glass i mean it was like you know like an episode of the sopranos when i go to the church it was oh. just too much and he brought me into his office and he sat me down and he says, you know, there's lots of religions out there, my man. <laughs> like you could, have you considered other religions? And uh, I was in third grade. Yeah. They could tell I was, I was just like, this seems a little much. This seems a little yeah. much. Yeah. But uh, you know, <laughs> well, that's fine. But you know, my, my uh, it's so funny because I never talk about religion, but uh, but just from my point of view is I, I really could give a shit. And what I, what I mean by that is, you know, George Carlin has the bit where it's like, you're so lucky to be born into your thought system, right? You know, you, you're, yeah. you know, see, so like, for example, you chose your kind of following and what you've decided to believe in versus where I grow up, everybody's told there's this and then that's it. So how lucky is it that, you know, you have, you know, um, it's like a, Italian pride is, you know, or, you know, you can be happy, but you shouldn't be, you didn't do anything to earn it. So you shouldn't feel pride about it. Right. Sure. You know, that's sure. just, you know, it's okay to enjoy the culture, but pride should be reserved for something that you've earned. I think is, is, is his thing. Right. But I, you know, I couldn't, I, I had spaghetti last night, but you know, whatever, we're all stereotypes. Uh, yeah. But for religion is that, you know, ever, if you were born a Sikh, I mean, what are the odds that you're going to be like, I'm going to change it. You know, you're kind of born into it. And that's what you are. And uh, Ricky Gervais had a thing, which I he said on the, with Stephen Colbert, whatever show he is, the light show or the night show, whatever, is that if you destroyed all of the uh, religious teaching that the books and burned all the books, that all the religious teachings would be gone, but all the science books would be back exactly how they are again. Mm. So, but... I, I'm more of a faith person. You know, I, I, I will admit when things get rough, I definitely close my eyes and pray. And what am I praying? You know, it's a whole nother thing, but right. I, I do believe in something obviously greater than myself. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. But I don't believe, you know, if I'm J and that D in the shower, I don't think uh, Jesus should be watching. me. You know what I mean? Well, but here's the thing. You said, <laughs> you said faith. You said the word faith. And for me, like the way that I kind of, have have come to understand faith is you are basically thinking about everything that you've done every you know all everything that you put forth you know for, to that point you know if you're sitting there and you've really done nothing to advance your position if that's where you're trying to go oh well in life in general too yeah. so you want to so faith is 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 really having you know, believing in the uh, everything that you've done and that what you're capable of doing, even at the lowest times, right? But it doesn't always, you know, for some people, it involves some divine intervention. And for me, it, it involves kind of um, recalibrating my thinking and yeah, putting forth bigger efforts. Pulling faith out of religion, 
I think, right? Right. Can be yeah. a positive, you know, yeah. religion is mostly land grabs. They're basically real estate transactions, <laughs> you know? Uh, you know, I think, well, you know what? I think I'll take Mesopotamia, you know, yeah. or, or, or whatever. <laughs> but uh, obviously I found that, I've found a lot of religious people to be garbage, but I've found a lot of people who have faith to be generally positive people and they seem to right. actually yeah. respect their teachings. But I, you know, I have all sorts of shady friends who, uh, you know, who could who still go to church on Sunday, but it's like, you know, they're doing, well, I won't call can't anybody you, out, Rick. Can't, 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 <laughs> you, can't you not be a multidimensional? I talk about multidimensionality. I, I got to tell you, Kel, I am enjoying this conversation more than I could tell you because this is stuff that, you know, normally we talk about dick jokes and yuck yucks, but I'm fascinated by you because you, you, seem to approach life even in your acting you seem to bring that same sort of kind of calm and uh, rounded sophistication with your with your with, you, you know like you you bring a certain um cl- uh, high classness to my project wow serious i've never but, heard that before and i but, appreciate it you no know, but your, your personality comes through in your acting i remember when you were uh, Wall of Flesh, which is the only sponsor, because uh, no, no one else will return an email in which I send them. Uh, if you watch it, you, I mean, you create, you're smiling the whole time, and you have this infectious. I feel it, it kind of sounds like I'm coming on to you, but you have this infectious smile. So when you're on a film, you're like the guard. You're like, "Hey, you dumbass!" Like it was something. So if you watch it in your scene, uh, yeah. your personality comes through in your acting. Also, it, it, it was. Positive. You know, it, it was fun. It's fun. I like. I enjoyed it. And if I, if I, I don't usually involve myself in something that's not enjoyable, unless it's like a, a medical procedure, right? Right. So wherever I'm at, and if I'm around other people who are enjoying, and I, and, and I definitely, you know, love being around creative people. And to me, like that's just that run the, that runs deeper. You know, like the like movie making, right? It runs deeper than just uh, this you know, portraying this fictitious story. It runs deeper. It's like people exploring the dimensions of who they are and interacting with other people. And um, it, it's a, to me, it's just more than, more than what meets the eye. And everything is more than what meets the eye. And it's not like I've always Transformers. What's that? Transformers, sorry. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Speaking of 80s show, yeah. Oh, I am a Protestant. <laughs> I, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know what that means. influenced by popular culture. It, it is part of my makeup, you know? Look, I talk about like what I wanted, what I wanted to be when I grew up at one point in time. I wanted to make TV commercials. Um, I, I watched Booze and Buddies. I loved what they did. And I also love memorizing commercials, the jingles and things. To me, I, the TV programs were okay, but the commercials, there were repetition, their shortness, their quickness. And I thought that was just the funnest thing ever. Now, I've seen you in commercials. So you... Yes. So you get to, you've manifested your own destiny and now you're, now you're in the commercial. Now you have, you've crossed the dimension. You've crossed the fourth dimension, the fourth wall, if you will, where you are now yeah. doing the thing that you want. Yeah. I was on a bus. Look, I got to show you this. I, I, I was on a city bus. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that I is so cool. It. And uh, because I, I thought it was surreal. It's a surreal thing, you know? Um, but what's interesting is um, 
Oh, the other day. So then, you know, I told you I went to Bevmo to get the stout to have my, you know, drunken birthday. Sure. Like I've been doing since I was like 18, regardless of who's around. What you do at your birthday. What you do. You get drunk. Celebration of life. I don't know why I'm not drinking during this conversation. You get like shit face drunk. I mean, like when you're my age, you just go to bed. You're sleepy, right? You're like, okay, I can't even follow this. I wouldn't even tell you. I was, and that's a whole nother conversation. I've been watching this. The show Dave, you know, Dave, and I'm. And, and oh, I haven't seen it yet. It looks good though. They're laughing uh, uproariously, like almost like I almost have to lay on the floor, I, and and I catch my breath, right? But um, so I'm in the parking lot, you know, waiting for my order to happen because you can't go inside the store because I like to browse around and it's like I got to come up with something that said, you know, this particular breakfast style. And so this this woman pulls up next to me, and then she's like looking at me, and she was her nonverbals were like. And a man from think she knows me. Sometimes people be like, "Did you go to William J. High School?" I was like, "No," because yeah. I'm like, "No," but I have that face. So she rolls down. She rolls down the window, and I'm like, "Hey!" And I was like, "Do I know you?" She's like, "Were you in a commercial?" I was like, "Was it the Psychic Source commercial?" She's like, "Yes, I remember <laughs> you." I was like, "Who remembers someone from like three seconds on screen in a commercial? Like, who remembers commercial people? I don't." Unless it's like flow or someone that's been in right. my face a million times. Yeah, I that must have <laughs> felt good, right? Oh my god, it was it was like made my day. I was like, wow, someone remembered me. You See, know, now to them, you're the one now in their dimension. They're back to yeah. where you they're seeing you in a commercial, and that's you know, we live in Los Angeles, so people who that work in commercials. Yeah, yeah. In fact, if you remember the last time that you and I saw one another is we were in a waiting room for the same audition. Yes, we were. <laughs> and I, and when I saw you, I was like, I am not going to waste my time. He's going to get oh, the please. park over me. Really? I was like, let's not say what, let's not say what it was due to uh, regulations. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't remember what it was. Oh Yeah. But I tell you what, though, like, you know how you had to go into the room with like five other people? Mm-hmm. You, The guy that I was like, <laughs> that I was doing the scene with, you would think that he was auditioning for like the next Star Wars film. <laughs> he was he was so committed to this character that it was so over the top unbelievable. And he's like a surfer dude and stuff. And I was just like, oh, my God, like. It is I'm just up in there just doing it, just doing the lines. Yeah, people have a different style. Um, the audition process in general is a, can be insane because you never really know what you're what you're going into. Oh my gosh. You know, I mean I, I once had an audition at a guy's house. So I show up to the address that you know, right? <laughs> it's just this guy's house, and there's a couple of other actors around oh. like, what the fuck is happening? Some woman answers the door and I sit in the living room and I said, where is he? He goes, he's in the shower. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, we got an 11 o'clock. How, this guy's not ready for me. So I just said, I'm going to take a look around. I'm going to look around. I looked out the door. I said, what's out this back door? I just, I walked out the back door. I walked around the front. I left. I got in my car, I drove away. And then he started calling me. Oh, then, man. But I knew a couple of the, uh, I knew one other actor that showed up and we were like, what? And he left too. They all basically, everyone, because, yeah. And then he comes out like, it was like a weird porno. Like, yeah. The guy's in the shower. Like, I, if I knew some guy's house and you don't know that, no, I feel bad for, no, I've 
had a bunch of auditions at people's houses over the years. Yeah. But mostly for the women, I feel oh, yeah. right. You know, yeah. like if if I'm if I'm feeling sketchy, I can't imagine what a right what a, what a female actor would be like. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. Go I, wouldn't I, I would not feel comfortable going to a private home of someone that I didn't know, unless it was like an Airbnb. I've shot in Airbnbs, right? But not like someone's <laughs> real house, you know. And, and where like life is really going on, and you're going to go in the garage. It could be really strange, and you, sometimes you don't know, and sometimes you have to just walk away. Yeah, I walked away from that one. I don't care. I've, and the other thing about getting older is I've, I'm not. I don't care about auditioning anymore in a good way. I mean, because yeah, 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 you know, yeah. like yeah. if it was for a new NBC pilot, then okay, yeah. well. But, yeah. but if this is just some other uh, jerk off like me making a movie, yeah. you know, then then it's all good. And I seem that, uh, you know, peaks. I'll get a whole bunch in a row, and then I'll get nothing. Yeah, and, and then they seem to bunch, which is weird. Sure, it's it's, uh, it's just, there's no flow. But being older now, and with the comedy and putting things out, and I think even though I'm 40, there's still been most comedians are saying all the things on stage when they're in their early 20s. So it's taken me till now. Um, also, another thing that's good at my age is that all of the people that were mean to me when I was a child are dying. <laughs> They're, they're all dropping off like all those old guys that were mean to you when you were a kid you're like ah you didn't make it ah is, is that like the karma that's the karma karmic reward huh well, well i'm at an age now well i'm also the youngest one in the family just about oh. uh, so you know you believe much like you know the the catholic school is they want you to believe all this stuff and you're like yeah and then you get a little older and you look around you're like oh my god these people like when I when I have a holiday dinner, excluding my immediate family, it's like, who are these people? They live in in worlds in which, I mean, they they really have a kind of this self importance, but they they're all so poor. Yeah, <laughs> they're all so unsuccessful, but they're all they're all. Uh, but just being comfortable and saying things, I am really at the age now where I'll just tell somebody to go fuck themselves. I don't care anymore, especially, especially in business because doing business in Los Angeles is, I mean, it is, I, this town is way too soft. I mean, I, I can't stand it and doing any sort of business with somebody in the entertainment industry with their emotions, you know, there's no crying in baseball, you know? So it's, it's very difficult to have a real sort of business transaction. Uh, yeah. People, you know, and actors, uh, but so I can just tell people I'm just I'm I'm over I'm I'm over it all in a good way, which I think will only benefit me because if if I have a certain style, then I should just ride that style, right? So I shouldn't if I can't even feel comfortable just saying it. And and I think a benefit of these uh, our, our little conversation and getting used to getting things out and and talking it out and and staying in practice. But at my age, it doesn't matter. I don't care anymore. Like my aunts and the uncles are like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, you know what? I, now that I'm old enough, like his sinus problems in the eighties during real estate wasn't sinus problems. You know what I mean? Like you, you you're like, Oh, he's like, he was a cokehead. Like you just start to all of a sudden, all those things when you were a kid, you grow up and you're like, Oh, Doug's an asshole. Oh, that's not me as a kid. Doug is just an asshole. There isn't much. Look, you have got to absolutely watch this show, Dave, in the, the the most recent episode. You've got to watch that. It's like you probably just got to skip right to that. <laughs> I, I don't. It, it looks good, but it's yeah. something where uh, 
and professionally and even in business, I'm just like, I just, especially in this town, I just, you just I just say it. I, I run everything like I'm a New Yorker because you ever see like in New York, you ever just sort of like walk around and stroll? No, they'll, they'll trample you. There's a certain energy to New York mm-hmm. that I, that while doing business in LA, I find very difficult because you know, people will call you back and the ghosting and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. you know, you know how many people I see posts on Facebook and social media and how poor they are. Yeah. None of them. They're not like, does anyone have a job available? Right. right. You know, right? right. It's bitch, 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 but it's never, yeah. it's never uh, Hey, I'm looking for some cash. Blah, blah, blah. It's always, you know, negative, negative, negative. Well, you know, that's, that's one reason that I like, it was maybe uh, two years ago. I, I deleted my Facebook and Twitter. I just could not, I couldn't get, take the toxicity anymore. Yeah, I was just having this conversation that I wanted to leave my Facebook. I helped my father with some groups, and I, I've had it because people do reach out to me for gigs, right? Yes. People that I so that's the thing. True, true. I don't, but I don't like it, and I don't even want it. So I might delete it, create like a feel, you know, like another little admin one, and, yes. then just, and then just add, you know my top 10 people. That's what you do. And then I could, because I'm, I'm maxed out on friends, but they're not real friends. It's just a decade of comedian friends. And I, I don't know. Brian, this is what you can do. You can, you can create the fan page, right? And just move the people over that you want. And then you delete the, the, the personal page and you can still operate the fan page on its own. And then, you know, then all that's gone. All that junk is gone. I, I think it is time. Yeah. I, I, you know, and I posted and the people comedy is so weird, but I, I talked about this uh, with my other buddy is, um, I got a thing that says, uh, you should join due to your experiences. You should join the gay pagan society. And uh, <laughs> I'm not gay. I'm not a pagan. Right. <laughs> I post a picture of it. And the only, and the, 10 people commented and every single one was a gay friend. And that not like, like people that are straight don't even want to even pose it. That, can't you even just laugh at that? There's like a, like a pagan circle where there are three naked men, you know, it's, that's funny to me. Yeah, it is funny. But people can't even just like it. They, they won't even comment on it because people are so afraid to offend. But how is that offensive? That's pretty funny. I mean, if it was like, the gay truckers who yeah. like to go fishing in Idaho, like such a special a group that's so small that, you know, that's, that's interesting. But every, look, what, what, whatever you look, is, Brian, whatever you put out there in this public forum is up for commentary. It's up for reaction. You know, you cannot put something up there that attacking it, but you got to chuckle at that, you know, like it's like the first time, I saw HBO's Real Sex. I was like, wow, there's a world, there are worlds that exist out here that I was never taught about in my Catholic rigid upbringing. Like, right. I didn't know this existed. Not that I want to do it, but I find it interesting and entertaining, right? Well, and that's also the small town mentality. You know, people... It is, it is. You know, you know I mean, I have those friends. How are we doing time? Yeah. I have those friends that are, um, that live a block from the high school. You know? Oh yeah. You know, and, and it's like they don't yeah. I mean, sure, of course, you know, you have to have a gay male orgy in Hollywood in order to get in. We've all done it, people. But that's what Hollywood is. <laughs> but I I have to tell you one thing. I know that we're we're getting close to ending, and I yes. have to tell you this because it just happened. 
you know how if you know how you put yourself out there in these different ways and you know 99% of it doesn't come back <laughs> when something does come back to you 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 know you're like wait really so you think it's a sign right so i got to the next round of casting for the circle and you probably don't know what that is i don't i'm sorry but let me give it to you in a nutshell. It's um, it's like a reality show, but it's it like think of the real world, right? Remember the real world. Yeah. So oh, yeah. think of the real world, but all these people have their own apartments, and they never get to see one another, and they can only interact through this eight-person social media network that's been created. And they can people on the show can actually project another persona, other people's pictures and things like that. And then you kind of chat and, and over time, you know, you get to know the other people. And then every episode, they, um, the people that you have to vote for who your favorites are. And then that list comes out and the, the top two of the list get to decide together through chat who gets kicked off the show. I think you win like $250,000 or something. Hell yeah. Oh, well, listen, if, if, if you did any votes... You know, if, how, however it works, let me know. I'll vote for you if that's like a thing that you can... Only the people in that circle can vote. They're completely sequestered Isolated. from like outside world, completely. Sequestered. You sound like my mob lawyer who's not a mob lawyer. He's a regular lawyer. He's just a tie-in with see-through socks. Don't talk about that, Akello. Well, Akello Stone, thank you for being here. Would you hold thank up... Thank you for letting me use the word sequester. I, I, I'm going to have to Google it. Would you hold up another copy of your... I will. Uh, of your book let's give a give, give yourself all your social media shout outs which you should yes this is uh seeking selfdom in the age of selfies this is my proof copy it's available at amazon.com you can actually find all the links and links to that and the ebook and a playlist that accompanies this book at akellostone.com go there right on the home page have all the links all the information and all the media below which will include this interview and all the, you know, thousands of the 10 fans, the, the three people that are going to watch it. And I love that because I'll watch it. Well, I'll cut from it. It'll be part of my reel. No, you, you yeah. <laughs> Go right ahead. Uh, Akello, uh, thank you very much, man. You Thanks, are, man. you're the man. 100%. Check him out.